بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome once again to all the listeners here on Markaz Sahaba Online and we are now into the last 10 days of this beautiful month of Ramadan when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam mentioned the importance of seeking the night of Laylatul Qadr for the person who attains Laylatul Qadr will get the reward of making nafil ibadah for a thousand months which is more than 83 years of nafil ibadah what a great night and how great is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy and fadl that for one night ibadat Allah is willing to give us the reward for so many years and it is up to us now that we take uh, benefit, we take advantage of this opportunity that Allah Ta'ala has given us. And you know, Ramadan is basically over. Um, and as we mentioned last week, that generally what happens is our focus starts to turn now to Eid and the Eid preparations to that extent that we lose out on the importance of taking benefit from this last 10 days. So just a reminder once again, for myself firstly, and for all our listeners out there, that let us not get too carried away with all the preparations for Eid and as a result lose out on the most important days and nights of the year. Having said that, we, will, we shall continue inshallah with uh, Masail related to uh, Rosa and fasting. And last week we discussed those things that would make Qaza and Kafara both wajib. We went through those things that would make Qaza wajib and that is just keeping one fast in the place of the one that broke and when does kafara become wajib uh, and that is in the case where a person now either eats or drinks or breaks his fast in either, any other manner without a valid reason and this makes a kafara which is a penalty wajib and this penalty necessitates that a person fast continuously for a period of 60 days so one qaza will be kept for the fast that was broken and then the penalty over and above that will be that a person will fast for 60 days continuously if a person is in a condition that he cannot then there are other things in that are in place for example feeding of 60 people uh, for two meals or feeding one person two meals a day for 60 days etc we went through all of this here last week inshallah this week now we will focus a little on the things that do not break the fast those things which do not break the fast so first and foremost if a person has to eat or drink something unintentionally meaning that a person forgetfully has to eat or drink something nabi karim وسلم, when approached by his sahabi radiyallahu anhu that i have eaten and i have whilst the fasting rasulullah replied to him tammi ala sawmik fa innama at'amaka allah wa saqaka that continue fasting for Allah has fed you and given you drink. So if a person completely forgets that he's fasting and he happens to eat or drink, then and then he realizes that, oh my word, I am fasting. Then he should continue his fast. There is no problem. It will not have broken his fast. Subhanallah, how merciful is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Secondly, a mosquito, fly, or any other object going down the throat intentionally. If something, sometimes it happens that an insect, a fly, mosquito, something can, you know, fly into a person's mouth and can go down his throat. If this has to happen, there also it will not break the fast. 
Water, water entering the ears also will not break the fast, nor will dust or dirt going down the throat. This too will not invalidate or break the fast. Swallowing one's own saliva, this also will not break the fast. However, it is makruh to collect one's saliva and then swallow it in order to quench thirst. The person shouldn't do this. So swallowing of, swallowing of one's own saliva, this will not break the fast. Taking an injection, for example, uh, if a person has to go to the doctor and if he takes an injection, uh, this will not break the fast either. Applying of surma into one's eyes will not break the fast. Uh, taking a bath to keep cool. If a person has to take a bath to keep cool, then this will not break his fast. You can have a shower while you're fasting. There's no problem with that. Rubbing oil onto the body or hair, this also will not break the fast. To vomit unintentionally. Um, now this is a conditional because we are saying here that to vomit unintentionally. And this basically means that if a person has to vomit intentionally, then what happens? Okay. So if a person vomits unintentionally, regardless of whether it is a mouthful or not, it will not break the fast if it's unintentional. However, if it is intentional vomiting, that means if it's induced vomiting. If it is induced vomiting, then if it is less than a mouthful, it will not break the fast. And if it is a mouthful, that it will break the fast. Now what is considered to be a mouthful? A mouthful is that amount of vomit that a person cannot hold it back. That means that now it is so much that there is no other option but to let it out. This is a mouthful. Uh, less than this obviously is where a person can vomit it and uh, can vomit and obviously then um, bring it back or hold it back if need be. This is considered to be less than a mouthful. So if a person vomits unintentionally, then it doesn't matter whether it's a mouthful or less, it will not break the fast. But if it's induced vomiting, then if it is less than a mouthful, it is okay. But if it is more than a mouthful, then it will break the rosa. Also, if it comes, if the vomit comes into the mouth and then a person swallows it, this also will break the rosa. So it's better to let it come out. Applying ether or perfume will not break the fast. Brushing the teeth without toothpaste or powder, for example, using a miswak also will not break the fast. If a person has to use toothpaste or powder, tooth powder, then this also will not break the fast necessarily, but it is makru to brush the teeth with toothpaste, etc. whilst in the condition of fasting. A person can use a dry miswak also, this is fine. If a person is using a wet miswak, must be very careful that water doesn't go down the throat. It's better to use a dry miswak. A dream which makes ghusl wajib uh, does not break the rosa. If a person is sleeping um, and a person has a dream which then necessitates him making ghusl, ghusl becomes wajib on him, if he has a wet dream or whatever the case may be, then this does not break the rosa. He should, should simply make ghusl as soon as he wakes up and his rosa will still be valid and he should continue as normal. People who are exempted from fasting. Now, next week, inshallah, um, we're going to discuss this um, with regard to people being exempted from fasting, etc. Because of the fact that uh, people want to know by the end of Ramadan. Um, okay, we'll discuss... Today, 
people who are exempted from fasting. But with regard to fidya, and when should a person pay fidya, this we can discuss next week, next week's program, inshallah. So, who are people who are exempted from fasting? Uh, the fidya, as we mentioned, is a penalty that a person will pay, or it's a recompense that a person will pay if he cannot fast. But there are certain conditions of that as well, which we will come to. But the people exempted from fasting in the month of Ramadan, firstly, sick people, when their health is likely to be badly affected by fasting, they should make up the loss a day for day when they recover after Ramadan. So if a person is sick and he, he, this fasting will affect his health adversely, then he should wait and he should keep the qaza of this roza after Ramadan. However, a person as far as possible should try and keep the fast in Ramadan because the fast in the month of Ramadan is much, much greater in reward. A musafir, one who is undertaking a journey of more than 77 kilometers and does not intend staying more than 14 days at his destination. If a person is staying more than 14 days at his destination, then he will not be a musafir, he will have to fast. But if he's staying less than 14 days at his destination or 14 days or less, then he will be a musafir and therefore he has the option of not fasting. However, year two, if it is better for him, it is better for him to fast in Ramadan, then keep the qada later. Provided the journey is not a tiresome one and um, it will not cause him or affect him adversely, then he should keep the roza. If it is feared that hunger or thirst will lead to death, then it is permitted to break one's fast. If a person is so hungry or thirsty that, it, that really it would lead him to death, then it is permitted to break one's fast. But this is very, very uncommon in our situation. It is wajib to keep qada in a, of a nafil fast that was broken before completing it. It is wajib to keep qada of a nafil fast that was broken before completing it. That means if a person was keeping a nafil fast, then it is it's wajib to keep qada if it was broken. A nafil fast is nafil, but once a person breaks a nafil fast, then it is wajib for him to complete it at a later stage. It is obviously out of the month of Ramadan because the month of Ramadan is a wajib fast, or fourth fast. Uh, so basically this brings us to the end of this week's program. Inshallah, as we mentioned next week, Inshallah, we'll continue with fidya. And uh, you know the type of fidya that a person should pay as well as a few other masail. Inshallah, we'll do that next week. Brothers will be going into uh, itikaf um, during the last 10 days of Ramadan. Uh, it is a sunnat, sunnat itikaf. And sunnah itikaf is the last 10 days of the month of Ramadan. A person can make this in the masjid. A woman can make it at home as well if they um, reserve a room in the house wherein they are making itikaf. Then it is only permissible for them to come out of the room to relieve themselves and to uh, make wudu, etc. However, the rest of the time they should remain in this particular room, making ibadat, uh, sleeping, eating, all of that will take place in that one room. So it is possible for women to make uh, itikaf as well, just as the men make itikaf in the masjid. And they stay in the masjid boundary during this time and only come out for relieving themselves and for the call of nature, etc. Um, the rest of the time is spent in the itikaf masjid itself. Um, and it is great. It is greatly rewarding for a person to sit in itikaf simply because a person is sort of guaranteed to be in the ibadat of Allah subhanahu wa taala 
during the night of Qadr. May Allah Ta'ala grant us all the tawfiq and uh, remember us, request for you to make dua for us in these final moments during the month of Ramadan. Jazakumullah khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.